Hi, I'm Kate Knuth, and I'm running for Mayor Minneapolis. Welcome to Courage for Our City. On this podcast, we're going to be hearing from courageous leaders all around Minneapolis who are helping to make our city better. We're going to talk about how better mayoral leadership is part of what we need to move Minneapolis forward. And we're going to be talking with Minneapolis leaders every week from now until the election on November 2nd. I'm running for mayor Minneapolis because meeting this historic moment in our city requires a mayor who asks all of us to step forward with courage to build a city that works for everyone. Let's jump into the conversation. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. First, a few campaign updates. We have been all over the city, specifically door knocking in wards 5 and 11. And it's a really fun time of year to be door knocking because it is a great time of year for gardens. The flowers are beautiful. The bees are out getting their last bits of pollen and nectar. So it's just been really fun to get out and connect with folks all over the city. We were at the Midtown Farmer's Market last week, and I was excited to get both Zestar and First Kiss Apples for my family, and also got this really awesome book from Liberate Your Bookshelf. It's called Jane's Impossible Garden, and I've already been sharing it with my daughter. The big news this week is I published an op-ed in the Star Tribune outlining why I support the Public Safety Charter Amendment, and also that my vision for public safety includes a police department moving forward as part of that more holistic approach to public safety. All right, let's dig into this episode. I am excited to be in conversation with LK from our team. She is the field manager for Team Kate. And we're going to be talking about questions that we hear from volunteers that we hear when we're out in the field and just digging in a little bit more about who I am, what I bring to the campaign and would bring to the office of mayor. So I'm excited to talk to LK. Welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Hi, Kate. Yeah, I'm LK. My name's Lauren Kwasniska, actually, but we have several Laurens on the team, both staff and volunteers. So everyone calls me LK. And I'm excited to be here because I'm out in the field a lot, either with volunteers or supporters or with Kate. And we get uh, lots of really fun questions and then lots of serious questions about the campaign. So I'm excited to ask you a lot of what I hear and um, hear your responses again, or maybe some new ones. Cool. Should we jump in? Yeah, we should. One of the big ones I get all of the time, people see your signs now and they see you out in public, you're wearing orange, your signs are orange, everything's orange. What's with all the orange? Yeah, it's my favorite color. That's the simple answer. And people are like, is there a reason? The reason is it makes me happy. It brings me joy. And I have worn orange every day for over 20 years at this point. I started in high school, became obviously serious maybe after I finished high school. I had an orange wedding dress. I ha- I do an orange load of laundry. It just makes me happy. And so it's a simple way to bring a little joy into my day-to-day life with orange. And so obviously when running for mayor, the campaign color choice was a clear and easy one. No debate about that decision. Is there a shade of orange that you prefer or like that you is know, your favorite? I do really like the orange of our signs, just like a bright standard like jack-o'-lantern orange. But I love the whole range of yellow orange to burnt red orange that we see in the fall more. I'm not a specific shade. I'm not like the lime green lady. If anyone has ever seen the lime green lady, like just the whole range of orange. I like macaroni and cheese orange. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's full campaign mode and you're doing campaign stuff all of the time. But what's what's going on in downtime? Are you hanging out with friends, family? Do you have exercise stuff 
Yes. So I do try to walk is my current walking and a little bit of running. I also love getting out to bike. But most of my downtime is totally with my family. I am married to Sam and I have a daughter, Maude. It is her birthday coming up and just next week, very soon. And she's going to be five. And, you know, at five, birthdays are very important. And so we are excited to celebrate. And she has gone into the campaign. You know, she's curious about what I'm doing and she has questions. She's part of the team. And I would say my husband is absolutely part of the team. He cooks. He makes sure our house keeps working. He um, does a lot of drop off and pick up. And what I tell people all the time is campaigns are in no way an individual effort. It takes staff. It takes volunteers. It takes supporters. And in my case, it for sure takes an awesome family that makes me able to do all the work connecting across the city. And I think when I think about the campaign, one of the things I love most about campaigning is I'm just super interested in people and curious about what they care about and their stories. And, you know, I'm an introvert. People might be surprised by that. So I do need alone time, but I am just so interested in people. And I think that's something that comes out when I'm out listening to people across the city. Speaking of people, this week, past week, was filled with lots of endorsements. And something, you know, a question that I was asked, who would be your dream endorsement? Yeah, well, I was excited. I will say I'm excited this last week to have earned the endorsement of Council President Bender and Council Members Fletcher and Schrader, as well as Brad Bourne, who's a Parks Commissioner. I also do have the endorsement of Senator Aaron Murphy, someone I have served with in the legislature and really appreciate her approach to leadership. But I, dream endorsement, you know, to me, Earning the endorsement of someone whose leadership I just really admire and try to emulate is something I would think about. But when I think of a political leader that I most admire, the person who comes top of mind is Nelson Mandela. I actually studied abroad in South Africa in the early 2000s, just a decade or so post the first free election in South Africa. And what strikes me about Mandela is he had so many reasons to be angry you know, he spent more than 20 years in prison and he sacrificed a lot with his family, with his community, and he still could dig in and find that vision for a multiracial democracy in South Africa and bring his people along with that vision. The depth of character it takes to have gone through what he went through and come out able to lead in the way he did is just amazing to me. That's an awesome dream endorsement. Speaking of dreams as well, I get this question a lot out in the field too, is like, what is your biggest dream for Minneapolis? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people jump to issues when we talk about like your dream or your vision. But to me, I want Minneapolis to be a place where we see our government as worth investing in and that it is helping us build the city that we want to live in. So in a way my vision of Minneapolis is where we are living a true, vibrant, dynamic democracy and even more a multiracial democracy. So sharing power across geography and race and age. And I think if we are doing that well, if we are achieving that vision of a vibrant, healthy democracy, we are taking on all of the issues that are challenging us. And, you know, I say all the time when I when I am out listening and talking with folks, 
like we have serious divides right now in Minneapolis. We do have serious differences of opinion about how to move forward. We have a lot of fear. People are nervous about change. But underneath all of that is like just this clear, deep love for Minneapolis and what the city is and even more what we could be together. And so that love for Minneapolis is, I think, what we need to draw from to have the courage to step forward, even in the midst of division and of fear and of not total certainty about all the things that are swirling around both in our city and in our country and in the global climate. So that is something that I hear a lot. And I think it if we can achieve a Minneapolis where our people see our city government as worth investing in and as a real partner in building the kind of city we want to create together, then I think we are making the kind of progress we need as a city. I'm Erin Murphy. I am a nurse and a member of the Minnesota Senate. When Kate told me that she was contemplating this run, I, I told her right away I would support her. And it is because of her clarity and her vision and her work ethic and what I think she represents in a kind of politics that I believe in, a politics that is hopeful, one that is resourceful, a politics that will solve people's problems, and one that actually believes in our power together to do that. I'm Steve Fletcher. I'm the Minneapolis City Council member for Ward 3. I am so impressed with Kate's leadership style and the thoughtful way she approaches using the executive office as a platform for leadership. I think she'd be great for our city. I'm Lisa Bender. I'm the president of the Minneapolis City Council. I'm so excited that Kate is running for mayor. I really think we need someone who can bring our community together. I'm tired of our current mayor who is sowing division and I just really believe in her ability to bring people together around a vision and roll up her sleeves and do the hard work to get stuff done. Your background in studies and work is in climate. How does that help you or how is that going to help you be an effective mayor? Yeah, so I definitely bring a strong climate expertise. And I think when I talk about climate, I describe it as an era at this point. It intersects with all of these other things that we don't necessarily think of as climate issues, but infrastructure, dealing with public health and shifts in smoke or in diseases because of insects shifting around. I think being able to understand and approach these various issues that the city is addressing or navigating through the understanding of the climate change era, I think is super useful. But even more than that, to me, my expertise, yes, climate is maybe an issue that we think of it as, but it's understanding the complexity of the different systems we inhabit and how they interact and how interventions and our actions and how they might play out through the system and through the bureaucracy or through the culture of the city. I try to take a really holistic, integrated perspective on all of my work. So I do have a PhD, but it's hard sometimes for me to describe the discipline that it's in because I drew from sociology and planning and resilience theory to, to try to answer the questions I was interested in answering. So I think it's a really useful both educational background and then my experience working in government, leading a program at our big university, the University of Minnesota, having built my own small business, consulting on climate policy and strategy. You know, I, I think having worked in multiple different parts of our city and our community is super useful for the job of mayor as well. Awesome. It's been a journey. You announced uh, in March. Yeah, the first part of March. Yeah. What has been 
your favorite memory from this campaign season so far? Uh, this is good. I it's when you're in something as intense as a campaign, especially the moment we're in, it's like hard to process and be reflective. So it's kind of it's nice to get asked. What's my I, my favorite? And I have a hard time with one favorite. I would say the thing that I am most grateful for and when people are willing to share their hopes and dreams and frankly, their fears about what is happening and what they want to see. And there's a lot of emotion around it right now. And I have had multiple people be on the edge of tears talking about where we are as a city and the uncertainty and the unsteadiness. And the tears come most deeply from love and from care. The time I would worry is if people weren't concerned or weren't interested because they'd just given up on the city. So as challenging as some of the things we are going through are, people still really care. And that is such a gift as a candidate to be out listening to people one-on-one in groups and have them willing to open up with that care and, and that real vulnerability that comes from it. I, I think that's the thing I most appreciate about campaigning. You and I both being out in the field, we talk a lot about how awesome it is to talk with people and hear that they love Minneapolis so much. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely my my favorite part of being on the team. And I also just want to remind you that um, I was onboarded in late March. So again, I know that that was your favorite time of the uh, uh, having LK join <laughs> join Team Kate. I yeah, I you know I think you're a huge asset to the campaign, and I don't just say that, but your um, excitement and your I think a campaign is building it's building this thing together, and it's fast, and there's lots of moving parts. And I have also said, and you, I would reiterate this with the team, I want to run this campaign in a way that's in service of our community. And I think the joy and the hope and the just real genuine interest in people that we're bringing into this campaign is something that's in service of people continuing to believe in the future of Minneapolis even more. Yeah. Anytime we onboard new staff, new volunteers, new partners, it's just, it's really exciting. Yeah. Next question. Turning a, a little bit, what do you think is your biggest misconception about you and or the campaign? Yeah, this is a really good question. You know, the thing I think I want people to know is I think in politics, we try to make sense of things by connecting them with people or ideas or things that are already there. I get compared to other candidates in the race on a regular basis, but I think I bring a unique perspective and a unique set of experiences or in relationships that is really of of use is would be really helpful. That's why I'm running. I'm committed to my city and being of service in any way I can be. And and I think I bring a set of commitments to us navigating this moment of significant change in ways that help us move towards being a more just city, a city where every person is safe. And I bring the skill and the relationships and the experience of having worked across different levels of government as a state representative, as a program director at the university, as a state environmental quality board. Like governing is, it's magic when it works, but there's a lot of hard stuff and challenging stuff and trade-offs and pushing down your ego to actually make the kind of progress we need. And I think that's something I bring really uniquely to this race. And so I want people to see me as a candidate on my own terms. 
we try to do that as a campaign, but I think people like to compare and make sense of in relation to other things they know or understand in the community. So I don't know if it's a misconception, but it feels like a little bit of my positive response to a misconception about the campaign. I would also say a misconception about me. I don't know if I feel it so much on the campaign. I, I, as I said, I'm an introvert. I tend to process internally. Introverts like they need downtime. They like to be in conversation. I love people, but I like to go right into like deeper conversations with people. And that's actually been a fantastic part of the campaign is people go deep pretty quickly right now. But I tend to to think before I speak. And so I hope that doesn't come off as judgment because it's more me processing. It's not a judgment thing. I tend to not be judgmental. I'm very curious. It's something I try really hard is approaching leadership from a perspective of curiosity and not judgment. But that processing and thinking can sometimes come off as judgment. So that's a misconception that I feel like I've heard, not just in this campaign, but over my whole career. It's good to be self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to go back a little bit because we've talked a lot about your experience on the campaign, your studies and your work. But kind of recently, you became a small business owner. Yeah. And can you speak to lessons learned and how that would help you be an effective mayor? Yeah, I think by... So I've built this climate policy strategy and consulting business and it's called Democracy and Climate. And I... The name is very intentional. I see the challenges of our time is at the intersection of democracy and climate. And so I have built my business model, if I describe it, is trying to figure out how to be of use in my community, whether that's my city or the state overall, at the intersection of democracy and climate and figuring out how to partner on those projects. So my business model is very entrepreneurial and relationship driven. And I see... You know, it is a, I, I run a for-profit business, but it is very rooted in the same values that I bring to this campaign. And I struggled with the idea of consulting because I think one of my most deeply held values is a commitment to the place I call home and the community I'm part of. And so I don't want to be a consultant who like drops in, gives some advice and leaves. Like the skin in the game, so to speak, is super important to me. So my business model is also very rooted in Minnesota and it's not that big of a place, right? Like you're going to run into people and work with similar people. So I try very hard to be authentic, to be transparent, to have a lot of integrity in my work and my business. So it's been really fun to be really nimble and entrepreneurial as a small business owner. I've appreciated that. And that started during the pandemic or were there wheels turning prior to? There were wheels turning prior to... It really definitely took off during the pandemic, I think, because of a lot of the groundwork I had laid prior to that. Yeah. Well, those are a lot of deep questions. Yeah. (laughs) I have some quick, rapid fire questions here. What's your favorite food? Sweet corn. Corn, generally. It might be the same then for this one. What's your favorite food at the fair, usually? Oh, the sweet corn. But the other one I really love is the apple cider freezies in the horticulture building. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? I tend to be a sport player that rather than a sport watcher. I do triathlons, but I guess I'd say cross country skiing. I love cross country skiing. Do you have a favorite Minnesota team? I mean, I the links are amazing. I love You can stop right there. I agree. Yeah, that's We're true. Done. I don't even need to explain <laughs> it. <at> the links. <laughs> uh, favorite park in, in Minneapolis? 
Oh, this is, I feel like I'm, it's like picking a favorite child. I don't know if I can do this one. Um, I live very close to Worth Park, so it has my heart in a lot of ways. But I also, having my daughter makes me very much appreciate playgrounds um, in a way that I did not fully appreciate before. I'm always looking for fun playgrounds to go to. And as a Minnesotan, one of the toughest questions of all, what is your favorite season? (sighs) (laughs) I know. I, I do. I do say my, I think some of the most beautiful months are September and May, the sort of bridge seasons. And we are in it. It is gorgeous in Minneapolis right now with the sun and the not too humid. So I, September and May, I just think are really amazing months in our city. But I also do love skiing. So, you know, that January when we have enough base to be out crossing the lakes and in the woods, that's awesome too. Okay. As the field manager, I'm always trying to get boots on the ground, Kate. So if someone were to ask how to get involved in the campaign or why they should get involved in the campaign, what would you tell them? Well, I would say why, you know, I think Minneapolis is hungry for new mayoral leadership and mayoral leadership that is going to help us bridge the divides we have and make the kind of progress we need on racial justice, especially and real public safety, especially. And I think I'm the candidate that can help us do that. And I say that because I'm trying very hard to listen and and not just listen, but actually hear the multiple different perspectives. So People are ready for a new mayor. That's what I hear when I'm out on the doors and on the phones. And to get it, we need to be having conversations with folks across the city. And that takes people to do that. And so volunteering for phone banks and for knocking on doors is super helpful right now in the campaign. And our website, kateformpls.org, has a join form. And you can also reach out to volunteers at kateformpls.org. And LK and her team will get you involved. Perfect. Um, And this just in hot off the press, I think someone, a volunteer just sent, um, who's your favorite staff member on the, on the campaign team? (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Okay. It was from Diego. Um, Diego is, Diego is LK's cat and an integral part of the joy of the Kate Knuth campaign for sure. Yeah. Campaign kitty for sure. Thanks so much, Kate. Yeah, well, this was fun. Thanks for turning the mic around, so to speak. We will be back. We have some awesome guests lined up. We're going to be talking public safety and climate change and just over 50 days left. We're getting close. Early voting is starting very soon. So it's flat out sprint to November 2nd. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation today on Courage for Our City. We're still building to election day and we need your support to build our campaign. We need donations, volunteers, and of course, your number one choice vote. Beyond the election, I ask Minneapolis residents to join me. Together, we can step forward with courage to imagine and build a city that works for everyone. Thank you to Maddie Zampanti from Conceptual Podcasting for producing our show. And also shout out to Jeremy Messersmith for providing us with the theme music for our podcast. That's it for this episode. Tune in again next week.